Hey, are, are we doing this now? Sweet, let's get after it. Hey everybody, welcome to This Hour with Ryan. I am your host. There's a lot of stuff going on, a lot of stuff I'm interested in, a lot of things that we can talk about. I'm very excited. Hope you enjoy the show. Here we go, everybody. This right here is the launch of my pilot episode. This here is my third attempt. The third attempt has to work. I'm not starting over again. So those first two attempts, they were garbage. But this one, this one, I'm telling you, everyone, this is going to be it. This is going to be the take that sticks and that we go with. So my name is Ryan. This is my podcast, This Hour with Ryan. And we're making this thing happen. It's going right now. What are we going to be talking about? Well, okay, let me just introduce you. I'm going to, what I'm going to do is I'm going to tell you the title of what I'm going to call this podcast. And then from there, I'll talk about myself and how that title makes sense. So um, the title for this podcast is going to be Pack the Parachute After You Jump. Pack the Parachute After You Jump. Why would I come up with such a stupid title? Because in some ways, maybe that's the theme of my adulthood so far. Probably explains a lot more of who I am than what I'm going to do here, but I'll just give you the rundown. So, as I said, my name is Ryan. I'm a Christian. I'm a husband. I'm a father. I'm a businessman. And I'm a university student. And I'm now a podcaster. How about that? So I met my wife when I was 18. I got married when I was 20. 14 years later, we now have five kids. That's right. Crazy, right? I know. But we got five kids, and they are energetic and crazy. In fact, I just wandered into the house right now, and I wanted to get myself a snack because I needed to take a break from my studies. So I got myself some chocolate-covered M&M, or uh, chocolate-covered almonds. That's what those things are called. As I'm wandering out the door, my little boy... Uh, he's five years old, Titus. He hears me, and he goes, Dad! Dad! And he comes running up the stairs. And I'm like, oh boy, here it comes. And he gets to the top of the stairs, and the first thing he says to me is, you and me play Star Wars Battlefront. That's all he wants to do right now with me, is play Star Wars Battlefront. Uh, he doesn't understand the concept of school or business or anything. His world is Star Wars. And I should probably play it more often than I do. I play it quite a bit, though. I'm not going to lie. It is a fun game. So, I got five kids. I am a photographer, content creator as well. So, three years ago, I launched my photography business, and I did that while I was driving log truck. That's right. I was a log truck driver and a photographer. My friend, one of my friends named Pete, he calls me a lumber sexual. Um, and I think I, I think I feel, I think I own that pretty good. So, at least one of those parts. But anyways, you know, I am a photographer and I shoot weddings and events. I've shot them all around Southern Alberta. I do family sessions and I work and I've worked with nonprofit organizations as well. I've also done video work and I just, I, you know, this past year I've been learning a ton and it's been phenomenal. And so, in essence, in June, uh, you know, because 
I saw such great market opportunity, I also launched the corporate side of my business. So my photography business is, business is Macmillan Photography. And then I launched Macmillan Creative as a way of uh, trying to reach out to the corporate market and to do video and content creation for them, social media marketing, all those sort of things, which just a bit of a tip of advice here for you. If you're going to launch a business, doing it in the middle of a pandemic and lockdown when everyone is somewhere between scared and broke, it might not be the best time. However, it's a great time to learn stuff, that's for sure. Uh, so, anyways, I did that. And, I, you know, I did create some really good partnerships. And I've learned a lot. And I've worked with some great organizations over the summer. But it was starting to fade and peter out. And, you know, I started to look in the job market to try to do this for other companies and that sort of thing. And what I realized was people are looking for degrees. And I don't have one. So, like, when I just got married, I you know, at 20 years old, I didn't know what I was going to do in college. I wasn't going to go to college for, I don't know. I just didn't know what I was going to do. So I was like, well, I'm not going to college then. I'm going to wait till I know what I want to do. Um, I just put my head down, and started working. Then kids started showing up and I had to work harder. And then more kids started showing up and I had to work even harder. And, uh, anyways, yeah, but here I am 34 years old. I've shot weddings, you know, and I have a nice little break, uh, with nothing, really that's happening so uh, and then with the business kind of what the way the market was and you know everyone was talking this summer about second wave and how bad it was going to be so August 31st I'm sitting in my garage which is my office and uh, my man cave fortress of solitude if you want to call it that so I'm sitting out here and I just kind of thought you know maybe I should go to college why not it it seems like you kind of need it and you're in this, you've entered this phase of life where you got to like, I'm starting over again in a lot of ways, guys. This right here is a, it's a weird feeling to be 34 years old and to finally understand certain things that about yourself and what you love to do and that you need to actually get proper skill set and, you know, some foundation work done uh, to go on. So I'm sitting in my garage and I just pull up the university website for Calgary here and um you know what website or the application deadline was august 31st so i'm sitting here at uh, about 10 30 a.m and i was like you know maybe i should just go talk to my wife about this so i wander in and talk to her and she says you know what maybe you should apply i'll look into the grants uh, i've heard that they're, they've gone up this year so I go back out to the garage and I start filling it out and, you know, I text her. I'm like, really? It's $100 to apply. And she comes, you know, the, the 10 seconds later, I hear the door open on the house and then she comes into the garage and she goes, you know what? With the grant money, I think we'll actually be good this year. I mean, Trudeau's handing out money like crazy. Uh, all the grants doubled and uh, you should apply. So I applied on August 31st. Classes started three days later. I didn't start for another five days after that. I was a week behind everybody. I didn't use a lot of the uh, the staff and that. They didn't even know what to do with me. They couldn't believe. I mean, so I submitted my application at about 11.45 a.m. on August 31st. And the website, they shut the website down an hour later at about 1 p.m. <laughs> so I barely got my application in. And they, a bunch of them didn't even know what to do with me. They couldn't even believe that I had applied already. But there I was. Ha. 
college student, 34 years old, doing it at the last minute. Everyone thought I was crazy. I still think I am crazy. I know I'm crazy, but that's okay. You want to know what the craziest aspect of it all is? The craziest aspect, man, all y'all with one kid that thought you had it all figured out, let me tell you, 34 years old with five kids under the age of 12, now is the best time to go back to school. Like the grant money, it's insane. I actually wish I would have had two more kids. <laughs> Not going to lie. <laughs> All right. So, but regardless, that's where I'm at. The things I'm learning, uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, I'm going for a Bachelor of Communications. I'm majoring in journalism. Now I know what you're thinking. I know what you're going to say because I've heard it so many times this semester already. You know, there's no money in journalism, right? I get it. Um, I also know that there's no morals or ethics, which is why I don't really plan on being a journalist. The, I'm going after a very specific skill set, things that I want to do, things that I want to understand uh, that I believe are going to have a lot of market value and a lot of use uh, and impact in our world going forward from here, uh, as well as a lot of the things are uh, things that I'm already interested in, things that I'm doing, like photography, videography, editing, sound. We're going to learn podcasting next year. Heck with that. I want to learn podcasting now, so I'm going to ace that course next year. I just want to start doing stuff, and I love learning while I do stuff. And that right there, in essence, learning while doing stuff is the whole concept of packing your parachute after you jump. And that's really, to understand who I am and where, how I've gotten to where I am, you have to kind of grasp that concept. And I mean, I get it. There are the people, there's definitely a lot of validity and there's a whole lot of value in uh, having all your boxes checked and being well prepared and planned out and going forward. Some people call it getting all your ducks in a row. The problem is that if, if you've known me for any amount of time, you will know two things. One, I'll get bored before all those ducks show up. And two, if those ducks actually show up and I'm paying attention, I will shoot two or three of them. That's a promise. I guarantee you that. If they all showed up and quacked at once at me, I would shoot a couple of them just out of fear and paranoia because um, that just doesn't happen. But there you have it. That's So I am a fold my parachute, pack my parachute after I jump out of the plane type of person. And... I mean, I think it works. People probably look at me and think I'm a, well, I was going to say hot mess, but a hot mess without the hotness part. I, I, I get it. But, you know, we figure, th I'm one of those people that when I am figuring something out and learning as I'm doing it, it brings a whole level of focus that I, I never have at any other time. And for some people that will scare the hell out of you. But for me, it, it makes perfect sense. And I know that for some of you that are listening to this podcast right now, you're going to get it and you understand it. And that's who you are too. So, I mean, that's just, I hope that encourages at least some of you. I hope that makes some of you feel better. And I mean, I'm not, I, I'm just not one to sit around and wait for, for something. I, I want to start pursuing it. I want to learn it and I just want to pick it up, hold it in my hands, turn it, look at the different angles and then start messing around with it. Um, that's just, that's just who I am and that's how I learn. So that's kind of, 
to understand how I've gotten here, that's the, the, that right there is probably one of the biggest things to understand about myself. And now that I understand that, I, in some ways I've kind of come to grips with it. And this is maybe the first time that I'm starting to vocalize this and express it because I've had a whole lot of reflection and time to think and process through things. You see, what I haven't told you about my journey to this point is that, see, I was actually a log truck driver all the way up until the end of May of this year. And, I mean, see, I was working two jobs, more or less, uh, with photography on the side and driving truck. I was working 65 hours a week at times, you know, editing pictures on the weekend, or I'd work, you know, 40 hours driving truck, and then I'd you know, do some family sessions, I have a whole lot of editing, and then I have to write a blog, and uh, all the media coordination, and all that sort of stuff. So, I mean, I was busy. And then, as you can imagine, my wife with five kids, she was busy. Now, it all held together, because before COVID, I mean, she had a support network. She had a whole group of friends, and they had a whole routine, and a busy schedule, and I th- they kept my wife going. They kept Alexis going uh, when I was too busy to be there. Then COVID hit, and we're not allowed to see see each other. And I mean, we're talking about back in May here, so we didn't know how bad it was either. So everyone was freaked out and terrified. And I mean, I had to. I, we were laid off from trucking for a little bit there, but we went back to work. I mean, the good news is, is my wife actually missed me when I went back to work. So that's a pretty impressive thing right there. But. More than that, she was truly alone for the first time, and she had five kids, and it drove her to the breaking point. And so at the end of May, uh, I think it was May 30th or May 31st, she finally told me where she was at, where her head was at, and where her heart was at, and what she was struggling with. I was like, oh, okay, we got to sort this out. So in essence, I'm going to try to make this here a long story short, but I had sent my boss a message asking for three personal days. And he at first said, yes, you got to fill out the form though. So I filled out the form June 1st. That's a Tuesday. I submitted it. Two hours later, they rejected it because I didn't give them two weeks notice for my family crisis and request for personal days. So I did something I've never thought I would ever do in my life. Seriously. Like, I know I'm crazy and oddball. However, I mean... I love my family and I want to take care of my family and provide for my family. And I mean, I will dig my own grave and fall into it if that's what's required. Um, of course I have a life insurance policy, so you know, it, that makes sense. Right. But the point is, is I never thought I would be the person to walk off a job ever. And yet I'm going to say, I'm proud to say that when push came to shove, and I read that text, or sorry, that email from my boss saying that it was rejected. I just sat there for two seconds and then started typing. Really? Period. I quit. Period. I paused for a second. My wife was sitting across me. We were just actually just sitting there talking and hanging out. And I told her they rejected it. And she said, Really? And I said, yeah. And I turned the phone and I showed her what I typed. And she just looked looked at me. And I could tell the look in her eyes that um, it didn't, she didn't want to say no. <laughs> um, she trusted me in that, in that moment. And then I hit send. 
I ended a five year tra- or sorry, really a seven year trucking career, but five years hauling logs. In one moment, I turned my phone in the next day, and that's it, done. Now, talking about bringing focus and clarity to, uh, after you already jump out of the plane, I mean, there's a whole lot of things that I'm still trying to figure out and trying to grasp. But the thing is, the reality is, is I'm learning to trust myself. I'm learning to trust my skill set. My wife and I, we've been learning to trust each other and how to work with each other, as well as leaning on God to help us get through this and to find the next steps and, and how this is all going to work out and what's going to make sense. Um, but the reality is, is that was a real gut check period, a real gut check moment, sorry. And I just, I don't know. I did it. And here I am. So that was June 1st. So I'm, ah, this is December, December 1st. Ha! So yeah, I believe that's six months later. And I don't regret it. Best decision of my life. You know, in the town that I live in here in Cochrane, I see the log trucks driving around. And I mean, there are times where I do miss, I miss being out in the wilderness. All right. But I don't miss getting up at 1.30 a.m. or 1 a.m., to go and drive log truck for 13 hours, uh, to chug Coke, to stay awake and come home tired and not see the family. There's just, you know, and I don't want to disparage the guys that do it because it's not that bad of a job. I mean, if you can get over some of those aspects and if you're okay with it and for them, they are, that's awesome. Um, we need people doing that. But for me with where I was at with my family, I mean, I just couldn't do it anymore. I just couldn't make it work and I'm done and I'm happy and I'm enjoying it. And now I get to be around and hang out with my family in ways that I've never gotten to do before. I mean, this is, we'll just get a little, you know what? This is my first podcast. We're going to get to know each other. At least you're going to get to know me. So personally, on a personal note on this whole thing, Titus, the little guy that just asked me to play Star Wars Battlefront with him. He's five years old right now. I actually don't think he liked me for the first three years. And that's because I was gone pretty much all the time. Like I was home at night, but I mean, after you've been up for 15 hours and you get home and it's, you know, you're pretty much just going home to grab some food and go back to bed. That's 15, 16 hours into your day. Like you got to get up again at 1am and start going again. So, you know, I was just, that guy that showed up and kissed his mom. <laughs> I really don't think he actually understood who I was. And I don't think he really even started to like me until he was at least three or so. And now he's my buddy. And he just, he wants to hang out with me all the time. Like when I say that he asked me to play Star Wars Battlefront all the time, I mean it. First thing in the morning, his first words to me are, Dad, play Star Wars Battlefront? Like, dude, well, you got to wait till after supper, all right? I got to go out to the garage. I got classes. I got projects. I've got essays. <laughs> yeah, I got essays. Coming up to the end of the semester here, I got essays that are worth 20% of my grade. Um, but I'm taking a mental creative break in order to do this. But still, Titus, I now have that bond with him that I never had with him. As well as Julie Grace, my little boo. She's my youngest of the family. I got a girl, then three boys and a girl. Yeah, we're getting along great now. My oldest three, and this is just the crazy thing, is that way back in the day, I used to spend time with my kids on a regular basis. 
And now, and then I stopped doing that for about six years just because I was driving trucks so much. And now I get to do it again. So that's phenomenal. So anyways, all this to say, I know I'm starting to ramble now and I'm getting into like old man story hour. And, you know, just, this makes sense to any of you at some point, if you're wanting to make a change and you're wanting to do something different, you're going to hit that point where you just got to make it happen. And you're just going to have to find a way to make it happen. If you're one of those people that lines up all your ducks and you're good with it, then go for it. That's awesome. Um, I admire people like you. You freak me out, but that's not who I am. If you're one of those people that um, you just feel better learning while doing that, (laughs) you're a ready, fire, aim person. You can make some mistakes, but you'll figure it out. And that's definitely what I've been discovering in this process. So with this podcast here, I mean, I'm going to be talking about school. I'm going to be talking about business. I want to interview some people and some friends. I mean, we'll talk about anything, to be honest with you guys. I Again, and this is part of that whole pack the parachute after you jump thing. Some of you might want to know what is this um, podcast going to be about. To be honest, each week it could be different. And I'm okay with that. Some of you might be okay with that. I'll try to give an accurate description. Won't try to clickbait you like a bunch of others maybe try to at times. But you know what? That's just how it is. So pack the parachute after you jump. That's who I am. That's how I function. And if that's you, you're my kind of people. All right. That's it. I'm calling the podcast the pilot episode done. All right. I love you guys so much. (laughs) Just messing with you. All right. Have a good one. Bye.